Well, we are starting a three-part series called Unpredictable Holy Spirit. And uh, I believe this, that God wants to do something unpredictable. I believe that God wants to do something supernatural. I believe that God wants to do something in our lives, in our church, in our communities. And uh, I just, I felt so strongly that God was reminding me that uh, we are a spirit-filled church. We are a life-giving church. We are full of passion. We are going to do more than what we could do in the natural. We're going to believe for the supernatural. And uh, so I, I, I'm so excited for this series that is starting. And I do know, like in the back of my mind, I'm like, it is Mother's Day weekend, right? And I'm thinking, you know, we're doing an unpredictable Holy Spirit day. I mean, some churches realign the whole service for Mother's Day. And we had that wonderful video and, and clapping for the moms. And we're praying you do something. I know that some people are like, okay, if this is going to be unpredictable, I don't know, is Pastor Rob going to go long? Um, you know, I mean, my family's cleaning my house today. Uh, they're not getting out of that with Jesus. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, we're going to lunch. We got that. Going shopping. I get it. I get it. I get it. And I thought, I, in, my, in the back of my mind, I mean, I was just like, all right, we're ending with just a, a, maybe a worship song and a time to just really grab hold of God more. And, and I was talking to one of our worship leaders. They're like, you, you know, it's Mother's Day. I was like, I know. I know. All right. But maybe it's good that it's on Mother's Day that we're doing this this weekend um, because the Holy Spirit is unpredictable and... Ladies, by and large, are unpredictable. How many know, right? You know, I, I, I know that's a broad brush, but I've learned that by experience. Uh, you know, when we were early married, Becca and I, and, you know, we're married and, you know, I, she, we just would always go to the Dairy Queen and she'd get the same thing. And after about 10 times, you know, I was like, note to self, peanut butter parfait. And I walked up to the window and I said, she'll have a peanut butter parfait. And she's like, no, I won't. I was like, you always get the peanut butter parfait. And she's like, you're not figuring me out. I want a cherry dipped cone. I was like, where's that coming from? <laughs> so she has been a mystery my whole life, and I thank God for that. I'll keep chasing the mystery, but all right. But I want us to focus on the unpredictability of the Holy Spirit. Well, he's really unpredictable, and he's predictable. His, his mission is aligned with what exactly what God the Father wants to do, but he moves in an unpredictable way. And I was, here's where this series was really birthed out of. It wasn't birthed out of uh, Dairy Queen, all right? It was birthed out of... I was reading through um, the Bible at the start of the year, and I try to read through the New Testament in the month of January. And as I was reading there, I, I got to John 3, 8. It says, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. And as I read that, I just had a moment with God, and I was like, God, I just thank you that your Holy Spirit is, is unpredictable and that he's moving. And Holy Spirit, thank you for moving in my life. Thank you for moving in our church. And I just felt just an impression in that moment that I was reminded that, that the, the Holy Spirit wants to do more in, in and through us, and there's more available to us. And that the power of the Holy Spirit is, is there for us. And then I was reminded of a conversation that I had with Craig Rochelle. We were at lunch, and if you don't know who he is, he, he has a very large church. It's the largest church in America. And we were having lunch together, and, and he was saying this. He said, I think our services are too, too predictable. He said, I think our church services are just a little too predictable. He's like, I think the Holy Spirit wants to do a little more in our service. I think they're just, we should be looking for the supernatural, looking for the miraculous. He, th he said, I think our prayers should be bigger. And, and it just resonated with me. And I was like, man, I, I want more unpredictable Holy Spirit. And when I say that, I know some of you are like, 
he's not talking about weird, is he? You know what I'm saying? I know there are people and I've seen weird. I mean, I know weird I, and I'm not asking for weird. I mean, I remember once I was uh, pastoring and this guy came in, he was wearing a Scottish kilt, you know, and I saw him in the back and I went up to him. And I said, welcome, you must be from Scotland. And he said, no, I'm not. And I was like, all right, where are you from? And he said, doesn't matter. He said, I'm a prophet of God and I must be rejected. And I looked at him and I said, that'll work. And then I walked away, you know, so, you know, I, I've seen weird. I don't want weird. All right. I don't want weird. But you know what I want? I want more of God. I want more of the Holy Spirit. I want more of God's power. I want heaven to invade earth. I want lives to be changed. I want to see miracles. I want to see healings. I want to see deliverance. I want to see the power of God at work in our church. And I believe we've got to just once again recalibrate and say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, we want more. Put a fire in us that we can't contain. I mean, we want to be led by the Spirit. We want to do more of what you want us to do. We want to be in alignment with what you're doing. I mean, I believe that one moment in the presence of God can change everything. I believe that. I, I just love. That's why I'm so adamant with our worship leaders. I'm like, I want us to follow the presence of God. I want us to touch heaven. We're not just doing a sing-along. We're having a moment where we're touching God. And even, even as we raise our hands, we're just symbolically surrendering and saying, you know, God, more of you, less of me. And for a lot of people, that's a huge stretch. You're like, boy, raising my hands. And we're saying, God, more of you. We desire to be close to you. We, we submit to you. It, it's your will be done. One moment in his presence can change everything. And I know that as just as Americans, we like linear. As Minnesotans, we like logical. We like predictable. We like control. I mean, it's just something that happens to us. It's not just us. It happens to the church all around the world. Billy Graham said this. He said, 95% of today's church activities would continue if the Holy Spirit were removed from us. In the early church, 95% of the activities would have stopped if the Holy Spirit were removed. Think about that. We could just go on doing what we do in so many ways without the power of the Holy Spirit, but the church basically would have shut down early on without the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't have time to go into the full thing. I've got uh, quite a, a lengthy message. I'm trying to figure out how to even edit it as I preach it, but we are fascinated by the outer courts of religion. And for those that are not familiar, in the Old Testament, when God was worshipped, he actually had a, a temple where they would go and worship in Jerusalem. If you go on our trips, you may go there and see where the temple was. Now there's the Dome of the Rock, but there was the temple there. And there were outer courts. And as you'd get closer and you'd move into the inner courts, things got holier. And the ultimate place was the Holy of Holies where the presence of God was. And people love the outer courts, and there's a lot of business that goes on in the outer courts, and there's a lot of exchange going on. I mean, people would have their money exchanged. They would have their sacrifice getting ready. They would see their friends. They may give to benevolence, all good outer court activity, and we're fascinated by the outer court, but the whole thing mattered because the inner court was there, because the holy of holies, because God's presence was there. If his presence wasn't there, it didn't matter. I mean, all the other stuff was periphery, but it was all about the presence of God. And whenever the prophets in the Old Testament would call people back, they were calling people back because they fell into a monotony. They'd just get repetitious. It would just, it would just be 
religion from memory, religion out of repetition. They, yes, checked the box, and they missed that they were supposed to commune with God. They missed that there was something deeply spiritual happening. They missed that they were on mission for God. And the prophets were always like, yes, you're going through the motions, but your heart isn't there. God wants your heart. He wants there to be a passion. He wants you to be in love with him. He wants to be your God. And so to the church, I'm saying to all of us today, let's cry out for more. Let's not go through the motions. Let's not just check the box. Let's not just say, you know, I've got a schedule here and, and we've got to stay by the schedule and this has got to be, let's, let's make time for the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's not an extra or an option. And I love that uh, we are like, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You, you, you can fill this place. We are spirit-filled. We are on mission with God. And you are the active presence of God right now working through us. He's not optional. It's not like, you know, like putting an option on your car. You're like, no, I don't want running boards. We will not have that. No, Holy Spirit, we're good. He's not an option. He's actively at work. He's God. He's God, and he's working right now. And it's appropriate to refer to the Holy Spirit as he, not it. Okay? He. He is actively at work. Now, Jesus left, and he said, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was on this earth and he told us, when I leave this earth, I'm gonna send you the Holy Spirit. And in John 16, seven, it says, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate or the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he said, it's better if the Holy Spirit's here. He's like, it's better if I leave. And if you're like me, I, I read that and I'm, sometimes I think like, how, like, wouldn't it be great if Jesus was here? Wouldn't it be great if he was here? But he said, it's better if I go and the Holy Spirit works on this earth and the Holy Spirit works through the church and the Holy Spirit is going to do what he needs to do and the church will advance. And so just because I could and because I took the time, I thought, well, what if we all tried to see Jesus? Could it even be possible? If Jesus stayed on this earth, would it even have been possible? And I thought, all right, I'll do the math. If Jesus gave one minute per person, imagine you get one minute with Jesus. One minute. If he gave one minute per person, 16 hours a day, and we only let him have eight hours to sleep, eat, and have a break, he would only be able to meet with 350,000 people a year. That would only be 701 million people in the last 2,000 years, which is only 10% of our current population. I mean, you think about it. And he's saying, you know what? It, it's not about that. It's about my presence being able to be in you. It's about the Spirit of God being at work. It's better because now, how many know the presence of God can be felt at every single one of our campuses? How many know that each individual can feel the presence of God and have the active presence of the Holy Spirit at work in you? How many know that wherever you go, the presence of God goes? That means when you go into Target, the presence of God is going into Target. I was going to make a shopping joke, but it's Mother's Day, so no shopping joke. All right, let's stick with it. All right, the Holy Spirit is very active today in the church and in the life of the believer. And I, just, I have such an exhaustive list of what the Holy Spirit is doing. But uh, in Romans 8, it says that he's helping us and he's praying for us. The Bible tells us that he guides us, teaches us. He testifies about Jesus. He only speaks what he hears of the Father. He testifies that we are the children of God. 
You, you have a presence. You, you know that you know that you are a child of God. When you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins, that confidence and that peace comes from the Holy Spirit. He, it, it, he directs us. He tells us where to go and what to do. He reveals things to us. He strengthens us and gives us power. He gives supernatural power to heal disease. He comforts us. He speaks prophecy through people. He brings joy. He brings freedom. He washes us and renews us. He sanctifies us. He transforms us. He lives in us. He seals us. He gives us life. He helps us to bear fruit. The good things that God produces in our life are produced by the power of the Holy Spirit in us. He gives us spiritual gifts. He convicts the world regarding sin. He unites us and he gives us access to the Father. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing what the Holy Spirit is doing. And I, I just, as I see this list, I just want to point out too, the guidance. When I look at the book of Acts, when I see the Holy Spirit being poured out upon the early church, I see the Holy Spirit being poured out on them. I see guidance that happens. He leads and guides them to specific places. And I believe the Holy Spirit can still lead and guide us. And we need some, uh, some unpredictable things in our life. And I, I, he has the right to lead and guide us wherever he desires to lead and guide us. So many of us are like, yeah, but not Africa. Not there, not here, not them, not doing it. No, the Holy Spirit can lead and that's what he does. I think another one is testimony. When the Holy Spirit was poured out, it seems like every time the Holy Spirit's at work, people are talking about Jesus. And I just say, Holy Spirit, start working in us more. Do the unpredictable. Let us talk more about Jesus. Let us receive the power. Because Acts 1.8 says this. Jesus said that. He said, you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that power is dunamis power. It means to be clothed in the ability of God, the power of God, dynamite power, the power of God. And I believe that we have to be on mission with God and saying, God, I want that power at work in me, unpredictable Holy Spirit. Come on, move me, open my mouth. I won't believe that I could have that boldness, but I want it from the power of God. Power of God. So the disciples, they, they waited for the promise. And the Bible tells us in Acts 2, uh, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And the Bible tells us from that moment on, they had the power of the Holy Spirit working in them. They started to prophesy. They started to have the gift of faith and miracles and deliverance. They had words of knowledge and words of wisdom and all these things and healings and miracles and discerning of spirits and all these things were happening. And the power of God started to make the church unpredictable and unstoppable and going around the world. It's a beautiful, I'm saying, God, I want that power more for today. And if you know this about our church, we explain this at our Holy Spirit retreat. We have it several times a year, and people that need more info, you're like, man, I want some more on this. I want to know more. We have that wonderful Holy Spirit retreat so that you can have that time and you can discover more about who the Holy Spirit is and how he's at work, how you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit, functioning these gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's a beautiful thing. Now, you say, well, when is the next retreat? It doesn't matter. If you're like that anxious and you're leaning in, you could pray with the prayer teams after service. 
You could pray with the prayer teams after service. Man, I want more of the presence of God. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want more of God's presence. You say, I'd love to talk to my campus pastor about it. They'd love to talk to you too. Any of your, I was at a dinner party and we were talking about depressing topics, Vikings, twins, wolves, whatever, you know, just normal stuff, right? Shopping, I don't know, okay? And all of a sudden they said, hey, Talk to us about the power of the Holy Spirit. Man, how many of that dinner party went to another level? And everybody said, wait, 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 what about this? What about this? You mean God still heals? You mean that's still available? Wait a minute, we could have this power at work in us? We should have more. And it was just a delightful dinner party that it, it ended on, man, praying for more of the presence of God, more of the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do more. He wants to be uh, active in our church. And many of us will say, it's good that it was, he was active in the Bible, and it's really good that he's active in India. It's okay that he's active in India, but here, again, I just feel like we love logical, linear, controllable. I, I, I don't I believe that's how God wants us to function. I believe it's, I don't want to overstate it, but it's almost like an anti-Christ spirit. I, 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 I don't want to overstate it, but it's almost like I don't want... Jesus to, to take control. I don't want to have this. I don't want to be on mission. I don't want to. I, if we could just have a nice, comfortable place to go to church, we'd all be happier. No, we wouldn't. We want an unpredictable. We want God's presence to be moving. We want the presence of God to be doing the miracle. We don't want to fight against what Jesus wants to do. We don't want to control things. We're saying, Jesus, do more through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is unpredictable, but he's aligned. What do I mean by that? He's aligned with what's going on in God's uh, word. He's aligned with what God is doing in his plan. It's, it's unpredictable. He's unpredictable, but he's aligned. And, and when I look through the book of Acts, I just see all sorts of unpredictable. I mean, it, it, tongues of fire and all that, uh, Pentecost. How many know that is an unpredictable day? Uh, the, the Apostle Paul is like, I want to go to this city. And the Holy Spirit says, no, you're going to this city. So we have an unpredictable redirect, which he's not even planning for. We see another one where the Apostle Paul is like, uh, the, the Holy Spirit says, you're going to go to Rome and you're going to have suffering there. And it's, un how many, you're like, I don't want to sign up for that. And he's like, well, I'm, it's unpredictable, but I'm following what the Holy Spirit is leading me to do. Peter and Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, he's just praying and the Holy Spirit says, I want you to go and, and go with these people to meet with Cornelius. He was a Gentile. He was outside the Jewish people. He was considered unclean. And the Holy Spirit's like, oh, it's going to be a little unpredictable, but the Holy Spirit was aligned with what God was saying because Jesus has said, when you receive power, you're going to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. So it was in alignment, but it didn't fit, fit their predictable. And Peter's like, no. And the Holy Spirit's like, yes. And he's like, no. And the Holy Spirit's like, yes. I don't know what Peter's middle name is, but he probably said it. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yes, you're going. You're going. And then he does. And then the presence of God just fills that place. Those people, Cornelius and his family, are, are baptized in the Holy Spirit. And they start to speak in tongues. And Peter's like, oh, wow, I didn't plan on this. 
The church calls them back in and says, hey, wait a minute. You, if you know your Bible, you know in Acts chapter 11, they're like wondering like, what were you doing in the house of Cornelius? You know that's against the rules. You went outside the Jewish circle and you went, and he's like, hey, I just did what the Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit told me to, remember the Holy Spirit was telling us and remember Jesus said, we're going into all the world. And he's like, and then I'm standing there. And then they started speaking in tongues. What was I to do? I like what Acts eleven eighteen says, as I've just summarized the Pastor Rob theatrical version there. Um, <laughs> Acts eleven eighteen it says, When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then, even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. It was unpredictable, but it was aligned with God's plan. And all of a sudden, they're like... Wow, that is absolutely amazing. And we need to listen better and follow closer because the Holy Spirit is still at work. The whole mandate that we're on for 500 missionaries, the Holy Spirit spoke that. That was not Pastor Rob and the elders. It was not our senior leadership team. It, it didn't come from one of our campuses. It was a moment there at the gravesite of William Borden. And, and one of our, our missionaries said, I believe God has just given me a prophetic word to speak over your church. You're going to send out 500 missionaries from your church. And I said, no one's ever done that. I mean, in the natural, I think we could do 100. And he goes, this is like the Holy Spirit is saying that. I said, are you sure? Are you it's not just a good idea. This is a God idea. He said, it's a God idea. And in that moment, I feel like the Holy Spirit was unpredictable in, in what I had planned, but aligned with what God had planned. We're living in the unpredictable prophetic word spoken over our church to raise up 500 missionaries and send them out. I just believe this. There's so many things. Uh, the multi-site, multi-site, when God spoke to me and he, through the power of the Holy Spirit, I walked into the Faribault campus and we were, we were going to see if they wanted to go multi-site. And God gives me a word and he says, tell them that on your driver's license, you're an organ donor. And I'm like, is this the Holy Spirit? Because that's really unpredictable and slightly Scottish kilt weird. Okay, that's slightly <laughs> weird. Okay, so I didn't say anything. I just kind of held it. And then we're doing the meeting and this guy stands and says, what's your motive? Our building's worth a million dollars and what's your motive? And then God said, tell him. And I said, on my driver's license, it says that I'm an organ donor. If I'm dying, take anything I have and give it to the living. And then I started to prophesy over the church, really. And I said, this church is dying right now. You're down to 40 people. But if you take your church and you take this organ and you, you give it to a life-giving church, if you give it to us, we'll reach this city. You, you'll hear your heartbeat in the hallways of this church, in the life of River Valley Church. And it was a prophetic word spoken over. And immediately, a, a meeting that was contentious turned around and was favorable. And they voted 38 to 2 to give us. And, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit was at work in an unpredictable way. And here we go, multi-site and multi-site and multi-site. And, and God's just speaking. And I believe that God is still doing it today. And we need to be open to this. We need to be more open to this and saying, Holy Spirit, what do you have for us? He's speaking to us. He's calling people in an unpredictable. You're like, I didn't plan to be one of the 500. And then he calls you. You say, I didn't think I'd ever do that. And then he speaks to you. He says, you don't need that. You can give that there. And he does things unpredictable, but in alignment with what God is planning to do in this world. I, I'll, I'll give this. And I, I'm going to close early. And I'm going to ask that the worship teams would get ready for this. 
because I just feel like I just want to land this and make sure that we have plenty of time to just have songs at the end of our service. And I know that sometimes our, our parking lot uh, gets chaotic, and I just want to make sure that I end this here. Um, the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us. He's, he's unpredictable, but he's in alignment with what God wants to have done, God the Father. And I think we need to be open to this. I'm just going to tell you that we, we need to be expecting what the Holy Spirit will do in an unpredictable way, even on our way to church. Just a few weeks ago, I was not going to go to church on Sunday. Now, you're like, Pastor Rob, I had already preached on Saturday. I had done a conference all week. I think I had been to church seven times in five days, and I had preached at our Saturday services. I knew it was on video and I thought, I'm just going to sleep in. And then I got up on Sunday and I thought it was Christian guilt. I think it was led of the spirit. All right. I just was like, I can't not be in church today. I can't sleep in and take a rest. I've got to go to church. And so I tried to look for a campus to go to. And, and this one didn't work. And then this one didn't work. And then Minneapolis worked. And so I said, let's go to Minneapolis campus today. And I gave Pastor Kirk the option. I said, lunch, we'll go to the morning service and go to lunch with you or the evening service and go to late dinner with you or something. And he said, let's go to lunch. All right, going to lunch. And while we're driving there, all of a sudden I just feel an overwhelming like presence of the Holy Spirit, strong. Like he stirred up something in me that I've never said before. And I just said, we've got to reach this next generation. We've got to reach this next. And we're driving to church, just listening to, you know, KTIS or something. Else. Becca's like, okay, yeah, we do. You know, like, and I was like, we have to. I said, and I just felt like almost like I can just explain it like it was almost prophetic and it was almost the gift of faith that I said, God wants us to have a, an older home that would be right downtown Minneapolis and it would be right downtown Minneapolis that we could use for his glory to maybe run our internship program. And then I said, and I need one of those right there. And I put it at an apartment building and Becca's like, settle down. You were going to skip church today. Like, settle down. All right. So then we go into church and we're just minding our business. And then this guy comes up to me and he says, I don't usually go to your church, but I was visiting and I was hoping to run into you. And he said, I was just wondering, have you ever thought about reaching this next generation by maybe having a house downtown, like, a, like right in the heart of downtown, like to use? I was like, really? Really? And he's like, yeah, like maybe have like an apartment or two and you could fill it with young people to win people to Jesus and put them right in the heart of downtown in an apartment. And I was like, I just said that to my wife on the way here. And then I'm starting to realize this is like prompted by the Holy Spirit. And this guy doesn't even go to our church, but he's visiting our church. And he's like, I just happened to be here. And I was hoping to run at you. And I'm thinking, I was going to skip church. Okay. And then we're there. And then Becca walked by. I said, come over here. Tell him what, what did I tell you today that I needed to reach more people? She said, you said you needed an old house downtown and you need an apartment building. And then she walked away. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I share that with you. It still isn't, it's, it's still in the process, but I share, like, God wants to do more than we can imagine, ask, or think. I think we should be looking for the unpredictable. I think we should be looking for the miracles. I think we should, instead of checking the box, Lord, I give you 57 minutes because I'm coming three minutes late and I'm leaving on time. I think we ought to get here early. Be praying for this place. Be praying. Get in an attitude ready for what God has for us. I think we should put margin in our life and say, yeah, we're going to stay a little later. Yeah, unless we feel not to pray at the 
end. We're just going to make it a habit to pray and to, to believe God for more. And we're going to give some margin in our life for the unpredictable Holy Spirit for you to move in our midst and to do the miraculous. We're going to be surprised by the things you bring to us, by the things you reveal to us, and the things that happen in our lives in our church. We're spirit-filled. We're spirit-filled. I desire more of God's presence in this church. I desire more of God's presence. I desire for you to be filled with the Spirit, to be flowing in the gifts of the Spirit, for us to have a, a supernatural normal that we just are expecting when people say we are healed instead of being in awe, we'll say that's what we are hoping for from the Holy Spirit. That's what we are praying for. That's what we are believing for. Lord, I just pray for right now more of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our church. Can we just raise our hands as we're praying? If you feel comfortable doing that, could you just raise your hands even as we're praying just to be in reception of this prayer? Lord, speak to us more. Speak to us more. Move in our church more. Stir up the gifts that are in us by the laying on of hands. Some people have been dormant with their gifts. They've been dormant. We need those gifts to be active. We can't be fascinated by the outer courts of religion. We need to be drawn into the inner presence of God and to desire a moment in your presence to be touched. We need to desire more. We need to be hungrier for more. And so God, we're saying, fill us. We're saying, fill us. We're saying, empower us. We're saying, do more. May there be an expectancy in our church. May there be an excitement in our church. And may we just see the power of God at work because one moment in your presence, Lord, can change everything. We believe that, we're hungry for it, and we go after it today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.